we got in this situation here, we've got a two-month-old child who presents to you with reflux. What areas will you most likely adjust? So go to that menti code thing up there, type in the menti code, and then start telling me your answers and we'll discuss it. And one of the things that you're gonna understand through this class is the extreme importance of your adjustments with these kids because as we talked about in, in lab of earlier, what are the three things that a baby should be doing totally normally and naturally? Eat, sleep, and poop. Babies should be, this, this should be a normal, natural thing to eat, sleep, and poop. But what's the number one, two, and three reasons why we see kids in our practices who are little babies, little newborns and three-month-olds and six-month-olds? What's the number one reason why we see these kids? One, two, and three. Because they're having problems eating, pooping, and sleeping, right? And, and what does that mean? Neurologically speaking, what does that mean? Where are they stuck? Sympathetics, they're, stuck, they're guaranteed stuck in sympathetics, right? So this is a super important concept that Webster taught us, and I want you to write this down and get this. Listen to this. I know that Gonstead said, you know, find it, fix it, leave it alone, right? I'm gonna give you a corollary to that, that I think is really important. Listen to this. Don't fix everything you find. Did you hear what I said? Don't fix everything you find. Because let's say with a little baby who has, comes in with colic and reflux and nursing problems, right? And, and sleeping problems and irritable. So they're having trouble eating, pooping, and sleeping. If you decide, which isn't bad or wrong, but if you decide, I'll adjust the sacrum, because Dr. Rubin said Logan is great for that, right? So I'll adjust the sacrum, and I'll do Atlas, and do the cranial work, but I'm also gonna adjust T10, and T4, and T1, and L3, and all these other sympathy. What are you doing? You're telling the parasympathetics to turn on, but then you're also telling the sympathetics to turn on, so what are you doing? You're, you're just like doing nothing. And then you wonder how come, how come the kid isn't getting any better? You're overdoing, you're, you're, you're creating like a tug of war. So Webster used to say, in the beginning, when you first meet a child, top and bottom, top and bottom, when you first meet them. Later on, when they're doing better, now you start incorporating the sympathetics. In the beginning, top and bottom. So, so a two-month-old presents with reflux, what areas would you most likely adjust? So you got, thoracics and up the cervical seat, okay. See, this is why we're talking about this, right? Because if a child's got reflux, if a child's got colic, if a child's got constipation, they're stuck in sympathetics, we want to avoid adjusting that, right? Uh, up the cervical mid thoracic, right? Palate if allowed by state, that's important, we'll talk about that later, we talk about our cranial, that's true. Sacrum, pelvis, and cervical, parasympathetic areas, <clears throat> this is good, right? This is good. We want to stick with the parasympathetic areas. Coccyx, oxyphoid, I don't know about coccyx, but certainly oxyphoid and sacrum for sure. Yeah, so all these things, these are really good answers. All these things, I, I want you to really be clear when we're thinking about these kids as to where we're going to start, right? It doesn't mean that they're not subluxated in T4. It doesn't mean that they're not subluxated in you know, L3 or T10 or something. Right, but for the, in the early stages, when you first meet them, you're going to temporarily ignore that. 
and just hit the top and bottom. He used to say 90% of all the subluxations that a baby needs to be adjusted in the beginning are top and bottom. What does that mean? That means like occiput or cranium, atlas, axis, sacrum, pelvis. Those are the areas you want to concentrate on. Now, once in a while, you will absolutely come across some kiddo who is completely opposite, right? And even though he's not pooping well and he's not eating well and he's not sleeping well, all kind of stuff, and you adjust those areas, doesn't help. And sometimes you have to go into that area. But I'm telling you, there's few and far between. Most of the time, it's going to be focusing on top and bottom. And like Webster would say, it's like 90%. You're getting 90% of what you're looking for. That's one of my, my first favorite things that he would say. One of my second favorite things that he would say, he would always say, remember, kids are not little adults. Kids are not little adults. The Logan adjustment does not look like an adult adjustment on purpose because it's not. It's very different even from a regular Logan adjustment because we're dealing with a little kid. So it's very important for us to understand that uh, you don't take an adult adjustment and make it smaller and call that a pediatric adjustment. Pediatric adjustments are completely different than adult adjustments because their spines and nerve systems are completely different than an adult spine. It's just like saying, oh, a dog adjustment is the same as a cat adjustment. No, it isn't. Dogs and cats, they might both be four-legged animals, but they're completely different spines and the way they're, they're, their heads and necks and everything is different. And so we have to we have to separate this out, right? We have to separate out. A Gosset adjustment is not the same as a Thompson adjustment. They're both really good, but they're not the same. Well, a patch adjustment is also not the same, you know, too. So that was very good. So let's look at the second question here. So what key examination would you perform on a two-month-old who has colic and reflux? What Key examinations would you perform? I gave you away, I gave it away a little bit, but what key examination things would you do? What would you look at? Now, yes, we're probably going to stick with the upper cervicals and the pelvis. Okay, so that's it. You, you got that one. That's a gimme, right? But there's other things I want you to think about. Other things are, that we really need to look at to determine what's going on with a little munchkin who's having some tummy issues. How would you know what's going on with their tummy? How would you be able to rate what's going on with their stomach? So atlas, analysis, hip, mobile, riding reflexes, those are good reflexes. Crim reflexes are critical. So a kid who's having colic and reflux problems, what else are they probably having issues with? Nursing. Yeah, it's almost a gimme that if, you're, if they're already having trouble Digesting food, they're probably having trouble intaking it too. Not always, but it's usually they go hand in hand. <clears throat> so if, if that's the case, what two print reflexes should you look at? Rooting and sucking. Rooting and sucking, which we'll talk about later on. But the rooting reflex, remember, is going from the mouth towards the ear like this on both sides. And the sucking reflex, you put your finger in the mouth and see what they do. So we had a baby come in recently. And the mom said that the child was, was having trouble nursing on one side. So I had the mom put her finger in the baby's mouth because in the state of Georgia you really can't put fingers in mouths. 
So I had the mom do it for me, because she can do that, that's her, her kiddo, right? So mom put the finger in the baby mouth, and what should a baby do who's a few weeks old? This kid was like two weeks old. Instantly suck. This kid who's having nursing problems, guess what happened? The kid literally sat there like this. Fingers in the, in the mouth, and nothing happened. The kid was not making any movements with his mouth. And I said, wiggle your finger a little bit. And she wiggled, and nothing happened. I said, push it on the top of his mouth. Put it on top of his mouth. Finally, he started sucking a little bit. I said, you see this? I said, her, this reflex isn't working. Right? So we gotta get this turned back on. Through adjustments, through cranial adjustments, and through some home exercises. Right? Same with rooting reflex. If you see an asymmetric or missing rooting reflex, now, will it, let's back up for a second, will a rooting reflex be there in a kid who just nursed or fed? No, it's gonna extinguish itself for about an hour or two. So you always have to write that in your notes, just nurse. And I always ask the mom, when, when the baby nursed recently? With this little kid, so when's the last time you nursed? She said four or five hours ago. I'm like, uh-oh, right? So now I'm going like this, and one side moving like this, and one side does nothing. Something's going on there. Two-week-old baby, three-week-old baby, that should be bam! You should turn this way in. Baby should be turning his head really significantly to one side or the other. So what examinations would you perform? So reflexes, certainly palpation, etc. Abdominal palpation, very good. That's a huge thing. So how do we know a baby has colic? What is the way for us to tell if they have colic? We're gonna palpate their belly. What should a healthy belly feel like? Really soft. I call it the fingernail test. So you put your finger in like this and your fingernail disappears in the little baby's belly. So if, if the baby's belly is hard like a balloon, then that means the baby's got gas. So those kids are the ones who are colicky or refluxy. So that's what you're gonna feel like. And, so, and now what I do is, is when I find that, I have the parent, I say, give me your hand. And I put it on the baby's belly, I say, you feel this? So doesn't that feel hard? You feel hard that it feels like a balloon, right? Like you got air in there? Well, there is air in there, that's baby's gas. Because sometimes moms come in and they don't know what's going on. They haven't gotten a quote-unquote diagnosis from the pediatrician, uh, although so many of them have, and they come in with, oh, he's been on Prevacid, and then he's on Zax, and he's on this, he's on this, he's on. We've had kids four weeks old, they're on three different meds. Like, holy cow, four weeks old? Where are you going from there in four weeks? Like, oh my gosh. Anyway, so, I go like Push down on the, on, the, on, the, on the belly, you feel that? You feel how, it feels like a, like, a, like a balloon? Yeah, that's gas. That's gas. And the reason that's occurring is one of two things. Either A, it's because the kid is way so excited and needs to get adjusted, which is probably a big part of it, and B, probably what mom is eating. We'll talk about that later, but what mom is eating if they're nursing or what the baby's eating if they're being a formula fed. Right, and usually, usually the biggest problem, number one problem is what? in terms of what they're eating, or what mom's eating. What's the number one problem? Dairy. Dairy, 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 dairy. Dairy is junk. I know it tastes good, I get it, I understand, but I'm telling you, it's a scourge in children. It's a scourge in children. Let me ask you this question. Name me another species on the planet that drinks another species' milk. Right? And then, how about this one? Name me another species on the planet that drinks its own milk after infancy. Hmm. It ain't right. 
It ain't right. I know it tastes good, right? Everything in moderation, okay, I get that. But I'm telling you, in so many babies uh, with colic, with reflux, with kids with ear infections, um, kids with sinus issues, all that kind of stuff, you've got to get rid of dairy with these kids. You gotta get rid of dairy, or at least improve the dairy. So if they're on formula, instead of having junky Similac, go on to Similac sensitive, that has got less dairy and more like, you know, uh, pre-digested stuff. So those are the kind of things. So what are we gonna look at with these kids is the reflexes especially and their abdomen. Those are the two, aside from the spine that we talked about, is the reflexes and the abdomen, right? Keeping in mind what Webster talked about, are those two things, which is, Number one, don't adjust everything you find. And number two is kids are not little adults. 